Welcome to the Bread and Cup podcast hosted by Corey and Shauna Burris. They are a former pastor, a college teacher, and Pacific Northwest coffee lovers. Mostly, they are Jesus followers who find themselves in lots of interesting conversations with non-Christians, former Christians, wondering Christians, and young adults from all kinds of backgrounds. And we want to invite you into those conversations. The Bread and Cup podcast is a place for real talk about the Bible, life, and what it takes to move beyond the easy answers. So let's grab a cup and join the conversation. Welcome to the Bread and Cup podcast. I'm Corey. And I'm Shauna. And today we have in our cup a delightful Cutter's Point uh, espresso roast. It was a gift from a really phenomenal former student. Uh, He is an artist and he is a truly gifted gift giver. So thanks for the coffee. And I am not one of those truly gifted gift givers. No, but we're enjoying the coffee. If you put a list together, I can... Buy stuff off of it. it's pretty good. It's true, and you put together the best list. Your most current one, where it was a little plant, was the night before Christmas, and the snark is real, and the comedy comes fast, and it was fantastic. Thanks. I look forward to your Christmas list every year. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, that's what we're talking about this week sure. uh, is Christmas because we are few days out from Christmas, and hopefully this show comes out before Christmas hits. I'll make sure it does. It's on the calendar, honey. I know. It posts Um, on Thursday. Okay. Okay. Done. Also, we know that really our three listeners, Lisa, Beth, and Peter, sometimes Tammy, and Kimmy. Oh, that's four people. Listeners. That was five, but... Was it? I can't math. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I'm pretty good at math, but apparently I can't count and talk at the same time. I have failed to even try to figure out how many people are We so appreciate you showing up. Here's your Christmas present from us. Um, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Some nonsense from the Burrises and hopefully a really good discussion about uh, just how Christmas plays out, right? Yeah. How how it's played out and how we... um, I think we get a lot of questions about like... I don't know if I get a lot of questions about Christmas, but I've had discussions with people about, um, there's a lot of, I guess the better way to say it, there's a lot of misinformation about Christmas out there in terms of, uh, what is acceptable or not acceptable or how do you celebrate Christmas beyond you go and you open presents with your family. That's the, you know, everybody does, or most people that celebrate Christmas do it that way. But, um, because kind of talking about like the history of Christmas and different things like that. And we're Um, not historians. So fact check us on this, please. No, but, but I do think there's a good discussion to have about what is, um, is it bad that we have like all of because I mean a lot of stuff in Christmas that we have in the U.S. you know Christmas trees, mm-hmm. um, you know Santa Claus, mm-hmm. all of this stuff. There some of it is pulled from pagan holidays or from other things, and I use the word pagan holidays in the like not traditionally to celebrate the birth. Yeah, of Yeah, as in like the first century church. That wasn't a thing for them. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even the date, right? It's, you know, it's has pulled nothing, from the winter solstice. Yeah. yeah. It has nothing to do with Jesus. We just kind of slapped him onto it. And that's what the discussion is all about, or that's what it's turned into. And, and the question becomes then, is that a bad thing? So, yeah. I mean, to be totally transparent, we have Christmas lights. We have freaking three Christmas trees going on You're like here. a glitter bomb of Christmas. In in almost every other yeah, aspect I'm of our life, I'm the enthusiast and you're like, chill. When it comes to Christmas, you are 
X all of your joy. I am wearing a Christmas shirt right now. You are wearing a Christmas shirt. And you consistently, I mean, you had a different Christmas shirt on yesterday and a different one the day before. Like Christmas you have a pants plethora. on one day too. It's very cool. That's true. You, I like Christmas. This you do really like Christmas. And so when we combined, when we became a new family, I think one of your favorite things about like negotiating what Burris Christmas was going to look like was that you inherited my family's um, Danish and then my mom's sort of Germanic tradition of celebrating on the 24th. So the Danish family, uh, we December 24th is Christmas. The 25th is the day to rest from partying on the 24th. And you came from a strictly celebrate on the 25th tradition. Right. And it, took zero negotiation on my part to convince you that you should do things my way. Well, having it a day early does help. Yeah. Also, I've managed to figure out how to turn it into two days of holidays. You have. <laughs> so. There was some like, but our children, I want them to have the wonder of coming down on Christmas morning. So we moved what is normally um, like the St. Nicholas Day where you put out in Denmark, it's clogs, right? Where you would like put money in clogs, which is sort of in, in the US and a lot of other, I think, sort of european traditions is the stocking. Yeah. So for us, the stocking is then, we sort of did our own little amalgamation and it's stockings on the 25th so that there's some idea of, you know, morning of Christmas wonder. But especially as our kids have gotten older, we all just really sleep in a long time. Yeah, that's been nice though. Yeah. So. But but Christmas is, I mean, I, I guess, you know, I, I, I think... Christmas kind of becomes what you make of it in a lot of ways yeah. in terms of keeping the focus back on the purpose behind it. I know, yeah. yeah. Yes, it turns into a, uh, you know, it's about gifts and, and it can turn into bad, what some people would deem negative yeah. things about like getting stuff and and more buying more and more and more things. And sure. we probably fall prey to that to some extent yeah. where it's like- We get pretty excited about giving gifts. Yeah. Yeah. And and so like our kids get a lot for Christmas, um, for the most part, right? And and all of that stuff. And that's I I guess I don't look at that and go, Oh, well, we need to revamp. I think the more important thing is like, are we staying focused on what is true to the um theme of the season? Like yeah. to, to, to the heart well, of what's behind all of this. Christmas is a particularly good time to have a, a an like a anchored conversation about something bigger that you and I have at least alluded to um, on this podcast. I know for certain we've had this as an actual conversation quite a lot in our real sort of in our regular life. But this idea that where is the distinction between like biblical rhythms and what our faith dictates we do or our faith like right. what is an, a genuine expression of our faith and what is part of the culture that we that that we are a part of and the society and the community that we live in right like the community we live in we have lake fair every year that's definitely not related to our faith but our church has historically made they helped keep lake fair alive right like our that community chose to participate in this like cultural event that has now become a way to show and express care to the greater community. And it doesn't have to be in any way connected to any sort of faith holiday, 
for it to be a really wonderful expression of what it actually means to be part of a faith community, right? Like we are to serve and love our neighbors. We are to be present in our community's lives and doing things that are showing care. And I think like to use Lake Fair, that's how I see Christmas, right? We have all these, these convergences of, and, and as people are, has run this movement of sort of deconstruction, right? People get a little bent out of shape about, well, that's just a ritual of the church. That's a religious tradition. And yeah, some, some of them are. But we don't have to divorce what has become familiar traditions and patterns simply because they aren't themselves biblical. Right. Right? Like the, the patterns and the rituals we develop that are part of our other culture can be used and should be used to invite what a Christian activity. Yeah. Well, it's it's essentially saying if it didn't well, and then on the other side, right, is you you have people that go, if it didn't directly come from the Bible to do it in X, Y, and Z way, yeah. then therefore it has no value. Right. And I would argue that the value actually can be reflected in the way that you go about doing things, right? Like it's yeah. just like when we read our Bible, like we don't just ask, you know, what does it say? We we ask the question, why does it say that, right? In right. the same way of, of when, when we celebrate an event like Christmas, which, yeah, we have all these weird traditions that are not actually connected to our faith, but we still should, our actions still should reflect our faith, right? Totally. Like us giving gifts to our family and to our, our, our kids even, yeah. you know, is, should be reflective of the values that we hold. We, we do value family. We value yeah. that day of getting together, coming together, staying focused and, and reflecting on him. And even during this season, we watch movies that are, you know, secular movies of Christmas, right? Or whatever you Absolutely. want to call them. They're, they're, you know, Elf is Prep not... Prep and Landing for the win. Yeah, it's exactly. Prep and Landing is great. It's on Disney+. Plus. They do not sponsor this. Just want to throw that out there. <laughs> they are definitely not. There's no, no. sponsorships happening anywhere. <laughs> Certainly not Disney+. Plus. Exactly. But, um, <laughs> you know, like, but we, we, we surround ourselves with those things. And, but we also spend a lot of time on having discussions about things like Advent or or yeah. about th the season itself should be a time for us to come back and be reflective. Not every moment of that reflection has to be on the Bible, right? Like you don't have to be like, but it should be on the values that the Bible teaches us. And yeah. and, and even asking the questions why? Why do we why do we do this? And yeah. um in well, I think it links to the to the New Testament, you know, like the early church discussion of, well, Christ, Christ came out of, I mean, he is the savior of the Israelite people. Jesus is right. first and foremost Emmanuel um, to, to the Jew, but actually also to the Gentile. And then as that, as Gentiles became involved in that, then the discussion became, well, do they have to then adhere to Jewish right. traditions and patterns? And, you know, it, the New Testament seemed to land soundly on the side of, no, like the, Jew, the Jewish traditions and the Jewish person doesn't cease to be 
part of the Hebrew nation. They don't cease to be part of the children of Israel. And the traditions that they were brought up in and, you know, the study of the Torah or, um, you know, the the bigger uh, law doesn't cease simply because, because they begin to follow Jesus. They are, it is a both and. And the same direction for Gentiles where obviously idol worship and the things that are in rebellion to God must go away, but they they don't just get traded for the, you know, for the Mosaic law, right? right? It's this, it's, you are still who you are. And I think that that is, that's really a directly relevant piece for this conversation that we are, Christmas invites an opportunity for us to reflect deeper um, and maybe have conversations with people who wouldn't be in this conversation with us because of what it is, right? Yeah. There's this, it, it it is a Christian holiday and it's also a secular holiday. It's not only a Christian holiday. It is right. very much a secular Western holiday. It just is. And so by saying it can only be one or the other, we're losing the opportunity just as the new you know, the first century church would have to say, you you must be Jewish to do this or, right? It It isn't that. God is, frankly, just a, a lot bigger than that. Yeah. And we can do things like... And it, it comes back to like, I mean, legalism is, is not um, not following the law or only following the law. Yeah. It is when you follow the law, what's the purpose behind why you're following that law right it's the the reliance on the law as salvation right and and in the same way right like if we if we have to have christ in christmas to to celebrate during this time then we're missing a little bit of what of why we do Christmas, yeah. right? And on the other side of it, if all we do for Christmas is a big blow-up Santa Claus that I'm looking out out the window right now, and it, oh, it, our neighbor it, has the best backyard has, stuff. She has great stuff, and the yeah. lights, and that's all it is. And we never become reflectant or, or reflect on what does this mean about our faith or where we right. stand with God, and and then we're missing that too. Like so, right. both are a broken version of what it should be, right? Yeah. Um, I, I just, I feel no guilt in, you know, buying cr- lots of presents for our kids, though we do have discussions about it every year to go, all right, why are we doing this? Yeah. And are we, are we balancing that with expectations of giving outward? Yeah. And are we asking them to also be thoughtful in the way that they are we teaching use them what they that? have yeah. or how do they, oh, so I basically harangued our son. I really like that word. Have you been using it a lot more lately? Basically harangued him into purchasing a gift for his band teacher. And he was a little like, okay, mom, don't be weird. But his band teacher has been particularly um, just generous with him. Like it is a class that are that he has loved and it's been a place for him to sort of find his zone and so we got to have a little conversation about, well, one, we for our, his older sister who was in choir, we did something like this every year for her choir teacher for the same reason. Um, and so because of that, we want 
like this is equitable. But it was also a conversation about how do you think this teacher who's through this pandemic and through online school has kept you on track, learning your instrument, who has given you opportunity, who who let you audition and go in in a way that was a little outside of the norm. Like he's gone out of his way in in many ways to help you continue moving forward at a time that frankly hasn't been all that easy. And he keeps giving you opportunity. Isn't this the perfect moment to show him just a tiny bit of care? Like we thought of you and, you yeah. know, we remembered that you in particular, thank you for what you've been doing for us. And we can do that at any time, right? You can give a gift at any time and, and we should. Hopefully that is a pattern of our families. Right. There, there's constant gratitude. But right now, this is... This yeah. is a thing. And I think that it it's, it's also a, yeah. culturally, it's more norm, it's more normal, right? Like if if a, if Judah showed up on any given Thursday with a Giffers band teacher, it would feel out of place. But our cultural pattern has sort of dictated this is a moment where you can do this. So don't miss that moment mm. to let someone know yeah. who maybe you otherwise wouldn't know how to tell them, hey, you've you've made a big difference. And I appreciate that. Yeah. It kicks open that door. Yeah. And I think the same is true as we talk about, um, you know, about three weeks ago, we started, we, we talked to the kids about Advent and we've yeah. done this before. We've, we've, um, you know, different church services will do, do Advent services that are specifically, um, yeah, different traditions have different patterns. Yeah. Just, just defined about around that, but I've been doing like an Advent devotional, um, yeah. and, and listening to to that piece. And I think that's true of this time too, is like this, as you literally drive down the road and you see lights, yeah, <laughs> right? Those lights can remind you of one of two things. They can remind you that you have to go and buy gifts that you forgot to get and you got to get it, yep. which is fine. Mm -hmm. But they also should be a reminder of the things, of the opportunities that reflect our faith mm -hmm. around us, right? Just like you're saying, like, oh, I should remember that person yeah. and buy that gift for them because they need that during this yeah. time. And because that is reflective of the God that we serve, right? And, right. and so, and how, and teaching that to our kids as well. Yeah. Of. Or living it in a way that just, you know, <laughs> In the church we grew up, it was always about sharing your testimony, right? Mm. But that meant very specifically like cornering somebody at coffee and telling them about yeah. the moment you said the prayer, right? right. Like, and people have that story and it can be extremely powerful. So I'm not trying to minimize that story. But I never had that story, so. <laughs> right. Because you were raised in the church. Right. And for me, I, I have some something like that story, but also not. Right. And so it's... I think there is something about this season that, again, because it is both a Christian holiday and a huge secular holiday, that it's an opportunity to, like, live that testimony in sort of a loud way that isn't, like, so let me tell you about my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, right? Like, those, hopefully those conversations happen with people in your world. Right. But... They should happen because the way that you express gratitude and joy and hope, the way that you reflect on what the season means, 
should be different. Right. It and should look different. Ultimately, it's it's why we have, it's why our faith has holidays, right? It's why we have yeah. Easter. It's because it's why we have, you know, um, well, it's why we have Christmas. It's why you have. Um, well, it's why we um, celebrate Pentecost Sunday. It's right. why we celebrate. Yeah. All of those things are designed. It's why we do communion, right? Which is right. the name bread and cup is all about, right? right? Like it, the reason we do those things is to kind of force us to be reflective. Yeah. Um, we So we, one of the things we did in the, over the last couple of weeks, we've, um, tried to it's been bad doing this but we've been trying to go to a catholic church which we're not catholic uh, but we have some good friends that are catholic and we've been going to their services yeah and um what what i really loved about experiencing that and talking with our friends who are catholic about it because i always had always assumed like and again you know i was raised in a pentecostal evangelical church so yeah. it was like oh the catholics they just they're just they just do all of these things, right? They do their chants and their yep. up, down, kneeling things. And those are all part of their services. That is all there. But our friends walked us through yeah. what they meant. Even down to the color of the robes yeah. that, that the um, priests were wearing. Yeah. Well, and the archbishop was there the one week. So that, that was even more oh, yeah. interesting, right? Because we got to see the way that the difference between the deacon and the father and the monsignor and then like the archbishop and because they were all there. Right. And it was seeing and hearing um, how how each of these various people in leadership right. reflected the advent. It was it was really beautiful. Yeah, and and how they and challenging how things that seemed um, just like actions that, and, and they, maybe they were for some people, they were sure. just actions that they took, Yeah. but how they actually had purpose behind them was oh, kind of, yeah. a, was a beautiful thing of going, I, I, just in one of the services, uh, we would, they would say something and then they would stop for like 30 mm, seconds and have yeah. silence. And that silence, and I remember, uh, leaning over to our friends and saying, so something happened like that silence though is yeah. meant because we're supposed to reflect right and they're like yes yeah. and so so when you're in that church like you know that like they built in things that are actually very biblical not that i would i'm not surprised <laughs> by that i'm just saying that like um but like they built in biblical principles about like no no yeah. no, we should meditate this is when, when they say meditate on the word this is how it looks yeah. in this tradition type yeah. of thing, right? And yes, it can become just an action for people, but it but, was But I mean, so can in the church that we were raised oh, in, totally. right? Just yeah. because it was like a little more free-flowing, there was all of those can become oh, yeah. just prescribed. And what you and I talked about after going to a couple of those, and so my mom grew up Catholic. So I, when, as a, a young girl, we would go visit my grandparents, so for me, those traditions were far more familiar than yeah, they were never, for you. Yeah. And I mean, because there was context there and there is familiarity there. Uh, one of the things that you and I talked about in coming out of those is we've had so many conversations about just the lack of discipleship mm. in the environments that we've been in. And I think this is a bit of a problem sort of across the board. I think discipleship yeah. is something that we we as the big C church need to do better. I think actually it needs to be done better culturally too, but that's a different conversation for a different day. Um, but that in those services, because it's the same, it's the same pattern on a three year cycle. 
that there was something so beautiful to me about that, that it's not, um, that there is a rhythm to this. There's a cycle to it where ideally you, you are born into the faith and you're raised in the faith and that certainly there's people that are converted in, but that, that it isn't just you join and then like you do stuff. There is this like cycle that becomes an embedded part of who you are in there. Um, I was listening a while ago to another podcast. I'm sorry, I can't even reference it. But the woman who um, was sharing a story of she and her husband who are from a liturgical tradition mm. and she was miscarrying and like literally in the process of it and just weeping and disappointed and in pain and she just asked her husband to pray this very specific prayer that's part of their liturgy mm. over her. She's like, I just didn't, I didn't even have the words. Yeah. But where I lacked the words, the liturgy could speak for me. And that liturgy was, that prayer was something that was, to, I mean, it was a biblical prayer that had been put into English and then sort of formed for the church, right? And I think, well, in our, sort of in our faith tradition, people would maybe do that with like a worship song that right. sort of the modern worship songs in some ways become our liturgy like prayers, um, which is fine. But I, I thought that connection, that idea of like this woman who is in this heartbreaking situation, lacking the language defaults to something she's probably prayed a thousand times throughout her mm. life in this cycle right? It's just part of this pattern that keeps coming up in her life. And so to pray it in this moment is to also anchor it not only to her own past, but to the people behind her and in front of her and next to her who have also right. prayed that prayer. And I thought that is something that you and I have already talked about we, we would like to see more of and something that I think Christmas uniquely yeah. is for us because of our like sort of a little more loosey-goosey <laughs> right. approach to faith that like outside of your daily devotional get in the closet time, there isn't a lot of rhythm, but Christmas is a rhythm. Yeah. It's a very fixed rhythm in our faith. And that there is something about that, that it forces us to come back. Whatever else is happening in our life, um, we, we keep, we keep coming back to it and it anchors us not just in that moment, like in 2018, when everything was just the worst, that yeah. was the worst. It was the hardest year for us. Wow, I'm emotional even thinking about Christmas at 2018. But we still did it. We were together as a family. It wasn't the way we wanted to be. Everything hurt. And yet we did it. And then there's been other Christmases where it was like literally the, the year we told the kids we were going to Disney and like it failed. But we, we as a family an extended family reflect back on that and laugh at how it was such a failure, right. but it wasn't a failure. It was fantastic. Right. And that, that we have, we find Christmas sort of wherever we're at in life, whether we're rejoicing or we're in sorrow, whether we're together or we, or we're disconnected because of life circumstances that we find ourselves back at Christmas. And I think that, it, it's an anchoring of tradition, right? Yeah. Like it's this anchoring of going, um, all the things around us could be falling apart. Yeah. Right. I mean, we could be in the midst of, of a pandemic or we could be <laughs> sure. in the midst of what we had in 2018 yeah. and, and we, and chaos could be around us. Yeah. 
yet this thing didn't change, right? And right. the and the and more importantly, the reason behind it was still yeah. there. And we can find, even though the circumstances might have changed, right? Like we weren't able to gather and go to church last year. Yeah. We weren't able to Sometimes go Sometimes the gifts are very meager. Right. right? Yeah. Because it's, there was less to do, but we found a way to 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 bring it back to the yeah. sole purpose and focus of it. And yeah. and that became that that anchor point. Yeah. Both in our faith, but also in that time, right? And it made us just as a family. Yeah. yeah. Right. It it was and and I think that that is something that whether you celebrate Christmas as a secular holiday and you like it for the for the lights yeah. and the treats and and what it is, or if you celebrate it, you know, as a as a Christian holiday for us, it's it is both, and I accept that it's both. There's a lot that we do about Christmas that that isn't about our faith, right? But there is so much that hopefully, if we're living our faith out well, there isn't any part of our life that isn't influenced by right Christ in us or our desire, at least, to be nearer right. to Christ, and that. And hopefully we're teaching that to our kids, which is always yeah. something that we as parents are like, oh, did we, did we spoil them too much and they, yeah. they missed this opportunity? Why didn't, you know, or did we miss an opportunity to, to, you know, we talk about this in terms of church and stuff yeah. going on right now of like, are we, are we really teaching them the value yeah. of all of this? So, but I mean, again, you come back to those anchor points and like, First of all, we're we're all struggling through it. Everybody's yep. trying to figure out the best way. And there's I'm sure Jesus rolls his eyes at the amount of Christmas trees that we have in our house. <laughs> or, you know. Yeah. But he also might just be like, That's great. Yeah. That's that's a great thing that you're doing right there. Just enjoy Fine. that. Yeah. But don't forget me in the midst of yeah, all this. Yeah, like right? are you coming are, yeah. is what you're bringing, is it coming back to to who I am? Right. Are you seeking me first? Yeah. Or are you seeking, like, is Christmas great because you you got the cards out on time and they were witty enough and, you know, like, you had the right treats and you had the right presents? Or is Christmas great because at the end of the day, we sit down, whether we had very few, very inexpensive gifts or we had piles of presents, whether we sent out 20 Christmas cards or 100, that at the end of it, are we sitting down with, you know, I have this posture of my hands open. Just going, okay, here we are. Yeah. Like. It, it's why I love the candlelight thing that we do mm, every Christmas Eve. Yeah. Because it is a moment of like you're kind of forced reflection and going, this, this light represents something in our lives. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, we've done it in the middle of a church service with Tons of our friends. Last year, we did it just as a family standing yeah. around. Apparently, I dripped wax on my niece's head. Oops. Found that out later. Forgot yeah. about that. She still loves you. She's okay. She's very forgiving. Yes. But but that moment, but that's one of those moments of, again, those anchor points of mm -hmm. like, we need to be bringing it back to why and all the other stuff then hopefully is a reminder of those anchor points. Yeah. So. Agreed. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Wish you all the best. If we would love to hear from you, your Christmas stories, your thoughts about this, you can find us on social media at Bread and Cup Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Of course, you can always find us um, on our website, breadandcuppodcast.com. We hope you have an awesome Christmas.
To join the conversation, like and subscribe, then find us on Instagram at Bread and Cup Podcast. You can also find us at our website and other social platforms linked in the show notes.